0: This episode of Inside EMS Podcast is sponsored by LogRx. Learn a better way to track your narcotics at LogRx.com. Well, ladies and gentlemen, it is Chris Sabalero and Kelly Grayson, the hosts of the Inside EMS podcast coming to you live from inside his house and inside the San Diego International Airport as we're on the EMS World Tour, traveling around, trying to develop the best EMTs and paramedics in the United States. But that's an interesting new startup, isn't it? I mean, it's something we've never yeah. done before, Kelly Gracie. Yeah.
1: Usually you catch me on the road and 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 now you're on your your Chris Savalero world tour. Who's who's opening for you? Bob Page or
0: or no, you know. never. So <laughs> heading to in San Diego, heading to Oregon. Friday, I'll be going to Utah and back home to St. Louis. Then I'll have to go down to Georgia. So I got this new job and then a lot of travel and meeting a new crews and you know, helping them to, you know, understand who I am as a leader, a little bit different from what I'm doing. It's actually working for a company now called QuickMedic, who is as their head of operations and they're using paramedics as urgent care for our for our healthcare partners. So right the up, patients, will, patients will actually call into the insurance company and the practitioners will determine if a paramedic is needed for urgent care response. And then we'll give them what we need. You know, if they need to go to the hospital, of course, we'll activate the local nine one one system. But if they, anything that we could do for them, we'll do it for them, you know, and give them what they need. So it's very exciting, but we're in five states, 11 EMS agencies. So I want to make the rounds and meet all the crews and talk about leadership and, you know, what the vision is and how we're going to go forward and develop the best company that we can together. So it's been pretty interesting. How about your deal, man? I mean, I had to get a new job cuz you got a new job, man. And I don't know what you're I you, might am, to, you might want to take your glasses off, man. That ring light is really killing me in that reflection. There you I go. am uh am
1: uh, oh, sorry, I can't see it. Now, I'm 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 rocking with my my paramedic class. They just got their their fourth uh, major exam and their midterm is in a week or so. And uh, man, by the end of March, we'll be done with the didactic. And I still have all 17 students that I started with. So
0: how are the grades?
1: Thumbs up. How are the I, grades? The, the-, the grades are, are good. You know, you got some, I'm giving them a little, little extra leeway because this is the, uh, this is the first cohort of a brand new program. So all the kinks haven't been worked out yet. And, you know, so and and they're doing an accelerated course that that uh, no one in this area has ever been done so just seeing the, how that goes
0: so what's the curve
1: 50% no no i am i, I do not uh, i do not grade on a curve i don't use cut score grading i use pure raw grading but i do do a, a test item analysis and and the the people that that did poorly get a chance to review exactly why and then retake an exam yeah, very we, cool. Uh, so they're they're doing well. It's the normal breakdown. You've got you got in every class. You got your world beaters that are going to make high grades no matter how pathetic you are as an instructor, and you got the people on the low end who who have a little difficulty. They have to struggle and work for everything. And then you got the mid packers that are are really going to be your the the where you shine as an instructor. So thus far, my my cohort that's that's. You know, working along the bottom in the bottom tier of the class is still passing. So that's that's a good thing in my eyes. They're
0: they're enjoying it. Yeah, bring one of them students on, man. Let's talk to one of those students am, as part of I a am. show. I will I
1: will get one of them on one day, and they can say all sorts of dirty things about me. And I, <laughs> I don't think they'll.
0: Uh, we'll it,
1: it, it won't it won't it uh, won't bear on their affective grades at all.
0: We will keep it we will keep it PG thirteen. So we won't keep all the all the raw stuff. But I've got you know, a couple Kelly- of
1: students where it'd be difficult keeping it PG thirteen. They they're kind of like me, that they use the F word like a comma. So we have to we set up a swear jar on the on the board, you know, and Kelly's swear jar gets so big, the class gets a pizza party, so and so's swear jar gets so big, he loses five affective points.
0: Hopefully we'll we'll both be able to curb our our language a little better all right well put me down for ten dollars for the pizza party because i I belong there too so but you know kelly so i think in today's show one of the things you know as we prepare for shows you know we we look around ems we see what's going on hence the name inside ems and one of the stories that caught caught our eye comes out of orange county florida the folks down there in orlando and this was you know something that was january 30th so just last week
1: Mm -hmm. and
0: a florida county launches live stream option for 911 calls and you know I, I do want to be able to touch on that technology, but one of the things that I want to look at as well is that EMS is really making strides to ensure that they can deliver the highest quality of patient care to the people that we need to serve. And they're finding innovative ways now to go ahead and make, you know sure that the members of the patients that we're going to see, have the opportunity to get the best care possible. Yeah. And in Orlando, the you know Florida <laughs> County launches live stream for 911 option. And Orange County residents dialing 911 will have a text option that will allow them to live stream a video to the dispatcher. And I got to say, man, what a great, what a brilliant idea this was. And because I think that one of the things that is the challenge, and we talk about so many different things here we talk about triage, you know, we can talk about abuse of dispatchers, we can talk about making sure that we're triaging the right call, you know, how many times have you got a respiratory distress call, and you get on scene, and someone bumped their elbow, but they were a little short of breath before they called, and now we're responding to a respiratory distress call, but now I think what you've done is you've created a human bond between people that can actually see each other now, and Not only should this help the triage process, but I do think it does something as well for the abuse that dispatchers take. We don't talk about that enough, but these guys are getting, you know, verbally assaulted because of the challenge that's going on on the other end of the phone. So I think that there are a lot of great things that come from this. But first off, I think we got to say good on them for the folks down there in Orlando
1: yeah I, I I think it's it's that's an innovation that surprisingly you and I haven't really considered this until this showed up in the in the news, you know that that we can leverage video live streaming technology to aid in the dispatch process. and i th- I think it's awesome. you know, how often if I jokingly said, you know I talk about Poking voodoo dolls of my dispatchers with needles and and everything and and I, I bash my dispatchers fairly frequently, but they have a tough job and and you know this kind of puts to to rest the the old quip that I make that you know unknown un- unknown medical man down is the dispatcher code for riot and progress because you know you you really quite often you can't place a whole lot of faith in the dispatch information. Which is not necessarily the fault of the dispatcher. They're working with limited information, limited resources, and panicky people. So I I can see where we're having a, a video and, and being able to here, turn your phone toward the scene. Let me see how many vehicles are in the road. And oh my God, is that vehicle on fire? And that sort of thing. You can actually, you know, get some get a, a better idea, particularly if this 911 dispatcher. Has some EMS training; as not just solely a a, a, a a emergency telecommunicator. I can see where that would be a really useful tool in, in triaging these calls. And if this works and works out well for for Orlando, you know who knows where else it might lead. You you know, prove that this technology is stable and we can we can leverage it appropriately. What, who's to say that we couldn't have, have a special dispatcher or, or another line that you could hand off non-emergent calls to and segue into treatment in place or a, a nurse help or a paramedic help hotline and triage calls even even more effectively that way. I think it's awesome. Uh, and I would really like St. Lawrence County to have such a thing.
0: Well, I think that one of the things, too, that you have to think about is, you know, you're able to assist with CPR. You need to press a little bit deeper. Yes, you know, you know those types of things for people who are lost. You know, let me see your surroundings. Like,
1: sir, sir, that push, that person is pushing your hands away. Stop the CPR. <laughs>
0: he doesn't need CPR. Stop. Get your hands out of his pockets. Right. And now let's pause for a word from our sponsor. Designed and founded by EMS professionals, Logrx provides real-time accountability of all your narcotics, from cradle to grave. Reach out today for a demo and download the app on the iTunes and Google Play Stores. And coming soon, Logrx will also track your medical supplies, equipment, PPE, and even vehicle checks. For more information, visit Logrx.com. That's Logrx.com. But, you know, but one of the things that's in the article, which really intrigued me that, you know, I sent to you was, how about these people who are calling 911 for a pizza or calling them, you know, because they're in the car with somebody who is, you know, kidnapping them or won't let them leave or just whatever it is, right? I mean, so when we think about the possibilities of where this can go and the possibilities of how this can help the people at the other end of the phone. And again, let's not forget the dispatchers who are doing the hard work. Man, there's so many different avenues here that this can become beneficial. I didn't even think about sending it over to nurse triage so the nurse can interact with the mem, you know, with the patient calling on the phone where they can see them and, you know, assess mm-hmm. their breathing and the, you know, assess their circulation. And, you know, let me see, go ahead and pinch your fingernail and let me see how fast it blanches back, you know. But I mean, the possibilities are endless here, Kelly.
1: Yeah, and not just not just that. You know, they mentioned in the article that someone doesn't know their exact location. You know, and and it's it's a fairly simple matter of you know turning the camera you know toward the nearest or walk to the nearest street light, street sign, and 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 mark that. You know, let me see that, and you can now you have an intersection or the the technology out there is, is out there now. Question is, can we can we lever it in this fashion where you know, you can pinpoint people's locations by location, by the time of the day and the position of the sun and all this kind of stuff. There are so many, so many different, you know, forensic photo experts who, who do things like can pinpoint pretty much where a photograph was taken, depending on where the patient, where the, you know, the position of the sun and at that time of the day and that time of the year. So this is something that can be. Certainly has the potential to be refined, or at the very least, you know, you can, you know, we can, we can add to the the whole GPS positioning and, and location thing to to further pinpoint our patient location and stuff. And I think that's a, you know, I would, my immediate reaction is to, is to be fully in favor of this, but, but I'm also of a, a practical, pragmatic bent. to also look to poke holes and anything. How can this be abused? <laughs> you know, where's the where's the fly well, in the ointment? Because there's gonna be one. The question is, which one is it? Where where do we find it? And do we have a plan in place for, for dealing with the unforeseen? Well, let's not let's not jinx unforeseen... it
0: again. Let's not jinx it. No, you're just the uh, you just need a hug, man. You're just you're just me, you're just a mean person, but you know, so this is tech that was developed by Carbine, Carbine, a software company whose mission is to modernize EMS communications. And the Orange County Fire allotted about $16,680 towards the planning and implementation of this software. And the way that it works, again, you can check out the article, we'll post it in the link, post it in the show notes, is now when Orange County residents call 911, dispatchers will ask them a series of questions first and get some background information. And then the caller will then be sent a link via text message. That gives them the option to begin a live stream. And uh, after a year of planning and testing the software capabilities, Orange County personnel recently put the new uh, program, new technology, into play. And I think that you know, it's not something that it seems that they rolled out very quickly. It seems that they took their time. It seems that they checked it out. But you know, as you mentioned, though, there is going to be a fly in the ointment. And rather than, you know, wish ill or, or kind of figure out what they are, I think we just let the opportunity, figure it out for them, right? Because they're going to, you know, obviously they're the first ones doing it and they're going to be setting the standards for others to follow because right now there are high-performance EMS systems who are reading this article, listening to this podcast and they're saying, how do we put our hands on this thing? Maybe we should check it out. No one likes to go first and uh, cheers to Orlando, Orange County for making this the first stop on the video EMS tour. You know, we've joked, you know, on this show about Instagram and TikToks and you know, you know, those types of things. But Kelly, I mean, we're starting to see advances that really yeah. we didn't even think about and And the innovation of people in our field and the innovation of the vendors who are supporting us is just tremendous. It's just amazing.
1: Yeah, and you know, I, I just saw another thing. How often are there calls to 911 for, for violence or, or whatever, and the the assailant is no longer at the scene or the victim is being abducted and, and no longer at the scene or whatever, uh, and with a phone call to 911 you don't have one or two crucial pieces of information. What the assailant and what the caller looks like—a physical description and all that—that sort of thing—that can be shared over data terminals with police officers responding. You know that these are the these are the, the actors in this in this scene, the, the parties involved in this scene, uh, to to be looking for them. You know, and I can I can see where that would be extremely useful as well. I just you know this would be. Not to mention, not to mention this. You know, we we use nine one one calls, recorded nine one one calls as training aids quite often. I imagine adding video component to that could also be a, a useful thing, as well. Now, when when are we going to get the photo, the camera pointed the other way? Because I'd I'd like to to confirm my suspicions that. That quite often my dispatcher is playing solitaire on the computer instead of answering the radio. I want to see what's on their screen. I really, do. you
0: just can't. You just can't help it, can you? You just can't. You just can't I can, help it. You yourself. know
1: what? I can. I can. I can bust my bust my dispatcher shops personally and do it with impunity from up here because they don't know me and I don't know them and they don't know that I'm bashing them. But I haven't so, really experienced any any bad problems with dispatchers e- either at Acadian Ambulance when I was there. There were a few that were idiots, that's but for the it. most that's part, a, the system works. That's
0: a Stop you know? it right there. I mean, you're like that, that old <laughs> analogy of the frog <laughs> and the scorpion. You know what I mean? Yeah. Cause so that's what that I one? do. That's right. That's right. right. So that's
1: the, right. The, the, but I'm the frog in that analogy. No, you are not, I'm the frog you are the in scorpion. that analogy. The moment I trust the dispatcher, nope. they sting me. And I'm like, nope. why'd you do that? You're going to kill us both. He's well, that's I what
0: I do. I'm not doing that. I'm not saying that. Man. So if you don't know the analogy, <laughs> There's a scorpion that needs to cross this body of water. And he looks to the frog and he says, let me jump on your back and take me across. And the frog says, well, no, because you're going to sting me. He goes, well, if I sting you, we'll both drown. And so the (laughs) frog lets the scorpion get on his back and halfway across the water, he stings the frog. And the frog says, why did you do that? Why did he do it, Kelly? Because I'm a scorpion. Because he that's can what I do <laughs> That's what he does, right? <laughs> and that's who you are. You're that scorpion. But anyway. No, man. So I'm, i mean, I'm
1: the frog in that analogy. Uh, I,
0: whatever. I'm And go ahead and send us an email to show. It's email at the show at EMS1.com let us know if you think that kelly is the scorpion of the frog but you know i think this is a really great little show and and it's going to be an abbreviated version since we're in the airport and traveling and but i guess we need to talk about sunday's game right so let's talk about the super bowl and uh, i'm picking the i'm picking the detroit lions to you know do the best and i was i was so hard for the lions i mean gosh man what a what a heartbreaking a heartbreaker that was and a I think the only thing the coach did wrong this year was go for it on that fourth down. It didn't kick that field goal because that last touchdown would have tied it. But, you know, I, I, since I'm in Missouri, uh, I have to go with Kansas City Chiefs, Yeah. even though I'm not a Chiefs fan, but just to root for them, I'll have a house full of people who will be rooting for them. And I never was a 49ers fan. A lot of my peers, a lot of my friends are 49er fans. But what do you think? what do you think I, the, uh, I have,
1: you know I I I really I don't have a favorite in this. It's hard not to root for or not to admire artistry like Patrick Mahomes displays and playing I mean the guy can sling a football and do things that make you wonder how it's humanly possible.
0: That person, that person, on the person, other hand,
1: it. on the other hand, you got the 49ers and and Brock Purdy the former Mr. Irrelevant, you know, if, if there is a thing that that shows that the underdog can win and and hard work pays off, it's it's got to be Brock Purdy. You got to root for a guy like that. And I I can't root for the 49ers because of my formative years when the Saints and the 49ers were both in the NFC West and and Joe Montana and Steve Young made my life miserable. As a Saints fan, so Amen. I'm I'm going for the if if I can't have the Chiefs, who I mean the the Lions, who I was really hoping that's there's a city and a fan base and a team that that deserves to be there, and nobody needs it or deserves it more. But I'm gonna go with the with with the Chiefs. You know, All I right. want to see Mahomes light it up, and and maybe a double overtime win by one point by the Chiefs.
0: Don't, don't make it harder than it has to be. You see that? You're a scorpion. You're just a scorpion. See, I don't want another get...
1: Super Bowl blowout. I want to see a game like the Chiefs, forty the uh, 49ers, and Detroit.
0: That was a great uh, game to the down end. Down
1: to the wire, man. A great game. So that, right. that's what I hope for. And when I'm binge watching, binging on uh, Super Bowl Sunday and, and eating foods I shouldn't be eating, I hope I, I get to see a good game along the way. But right. hey, that's what we think. We'd like to hear what you think. Personally, I think I'm the frog and Chris is a scorpion, but you can let us know otherwise. What do you think about the, the potential for video and live streaming video technology for 911 calls? We'd like to hear your thoughts at the show at ems1.com. And for myself and co-host Chris Ceballero, thanks for tuning in to Inside EMS. Going to catch you next week.